0: Many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time?
1: In today's episode, I'm going to be continuing a series that I started a few months back and kind of lost track of. This was part of a conversation that I had in early spring of 2020, right after the world kind of shut down due to COVID, um, I had lined up a few conversations that I was planning on having with some people that I was chatting online. Uh, I want to have those conversations in person and they were nearby and then everything just started to kind of shut down and you know, we kind of all know the narrative of that one and this is actually keep in mind like this is right after the podcast was just kind of heating up just a little bit and you know, I really had been in all things consciousness-related, philosophy, metaphysics for quite a while, but it was it was kind of a different ball game to actually have these conversations in person. I mean, I was really just a beginner on most of this stuff, and honestly, I still really feel like I am at this point, and uh, just pretty much like a student of of it all, with a bit of the one hundred and one courses behind me, I guess, at this point in the game when I had these conversations. And honestly, I was a little intimidated to kind of have these in person. It's one thing to sit and listen to these things and sort of maybe regurgitate some of the things that you learned on a recording, but to go in front of someone who's maybe been learning this stuff their entire life and have a live conversation, a live exchange of ideas, the idea of that was extremely uncomfortable for me. And I guess the whole thing with COVID kind of pushed me to step out of that comfort zone from something that I maybe would have shied away from. Uh, maybe altogether due to uncomfortableness or whatever block I was going to put in my way to to keep me away from it. Um, You know, actually it was kind of the same reason I did this was the same reason I started the podcast in the first place because of that level of how uncomfortable I felt about it. So that's what really kicked me into gear to go have these conversations in person also, with the fact that I didn't know how bad things were, were going to get with the virus and you know, the media blowing things up like they always do, um, I was like, you know, I better hurry up and go and do this if I want to do it because who knows how much longer I'm going to have that opportunity. So either way, I went to go have these these couple of conversations in the same day and one particular person that I had spent a couple hours with, um, huge wealth of knowledge, has been into this stuff. Um, I want to say he's in his 60s right now, maybe even 70, pushing 70 He's been in this for 50 years or more. Like he's pretty much dedicated his whole life to this stuff. And what I walked away from in this conversation was just amazing. So yeah, I stepped out. I branched out a little bit. I, I went and had a conversation with essentially a complete stranger um, who I met from the podcast and have a talk about consciousness and spirituality and reality and life in general. And I have to tell you, it, like with most of the things that are like this, when um, we are maybe scared to do something. It was one of the best decisions I ever made, and it's usually the case. the The things that we sometimes give the most resistance to, the things that we're afraid of for no reason at all. It's not really anything that's going to involve our safety. We just are afraid to do it. Those are probably the areas that we need to grow through and move past the most. And you know, after I realized that, that's where I've been moving on things much more frequently. Um, if something kind of scares me, I've been making sure that I go and do it for the sake of trying to move past that growth edge. Um, you know, even as far as like getting over, a, I wouldn't even call it a fear of heights, but just a very uncomfortable feeling of heights. Um, now I'm able to even get up on like the roof of my house when a couple of years ago I couldn't even get to the top of a ladder. And, um, you know, I wanted to go as far as like go parasailing at one point when I was on vacation, but. I came up with a really good reason that the fact that that parasail has to dangle down in the waters of Cape Cod. And I'm not about to do that right now with the amount of gray white sharks that are out there. So I don't know. Call that a block. Call it what you will. But um, I'll get over my fear of heights some other way. (laughs) But anyways, back to the story. Um, After a couple of hours and uh, discussing this with him, and he's also uh, the reason why I just don't refer to him by name because he's really asked me to keep his name Silent, he's kind of a guy who does this stuff in practice uh, very much in solitude with his tight-knit circles and has a few little conversations here and there, but very old school, doesn't like doing things online very much at all, Um, doesn't like reaching out to huge groups of people. He said he'd rather have people seek him out and have face-to-face conversations rather than him going out there to the world and trying to attract people to this stuff. He said, you know, if people want to learn it, if people... Um, want to come to me for this stuff. They'll come to me somehow, some way, the universe will throw them in my way, throw me in their way one way or another. And that's kind of happened between him and I as well. So it was kind of interesting to hear his perspective on that. But in this conversation, I wish I had the record button on the whole time because it was just a, a knowledge dump of so many things. He just dropped so many things down. And the one part of it that I really resonated with the most was talking about these levels of consciousness and consciousness consciousness awakening or enlightenment on how to really master your life and figure things out on where you want it to go and what you want to do. Because so many people in life, I feel like that's one of the main themes of this podcast, is that people are just living lives on default, which can be very fearful in this society. They can be very unfulfilling and we spend years and years and years doing that, looking for the light at the end of the tunnel in the form of retirement. And that's really not living a fulfilling life. You're just sort of waiting for time to run out. And, you know, really this conversation kind of embodied what I do with the podcast, Why is it? which is why I resonated with it so much. Because if you don't do these things and take the right steps, then you're basically just living and you're just killing time. And for somebody who's had some close calls, really, Life is so valuable. You got to use up every single moment of it. And I feel like to do that, you start to understand some of these concepts, like what we'll talk about in in this third level, and you'll maybe have a better grasp on how to shed some of those, those old school beliefs that you just have to keep on going with the way that the programming has gone from the time that you've come into this world, that you don't have to let life happen to you, you, you can happen to it. The understandings of where you came from, where you're going and where you want to be are all based on that concept. And these four levels of consciousness that we're discussing in this series are all a part of it. So in episode 31, I jump into the first of these levels um, that was months ago. And again, I apologize for letting this one up, but honestly, I think a huge reason of the reason why I didn't go and record this current one, because I think when I learned this stuff and when I recorded the last episode on level two, I was in that one and I wasn't really fully moved into level three myself. So I don't think I was really in a point to talk about it yet and dipping my toes into what I feel is like that level now and sort of maybe reaching towards the end and getting tastes of what the next level up might be. I'm comfortable talking about it now. So in episode 31. I jumped into the first of the levels which is basically how the world happens to you. Most of us have lived in that mode our entire lives. We get tossed around in life's turbulent stream and we kind of get bounced off the rocks. We try to swim upstream sometimes. We expend huge amounts of energy just fighting life's current trying to keep our head above water. And the world really tells us the set of rules, you know, whether it's our family, uh, whether it's the nurture side of things from our upbringing and how we're told that we're supposed to do things. Um, that often will overtake the nature side of of what our God-given abilities are, what we resonate with deep inside it, for us as a person, not as what we need to do to a, a sort of acclimate to our world around us that we're brought up in. It's sort of that God-given ability to create our lives at will, which we all have, which we're all sort of relearning at this point on how to do it and that it is a possibility. Just realizing that we're in these levels is a part of that. And we really don't wake up to that God-given power until we understand that there are these levels and where we are in them. Now, moving up from level one, means we transcend the things that we were taught our whole lives that limit us. And we realize that we can define it all and that nothing outside of us can define our role, our purpose, or our happiness. As soon as we start questioning things, we start opposing the original rules of what we learned. We move on to level two at that point. So in episode 41, we dive into level two. And this is where we start to move past you know, realizing that our our previous reality was just BS, belief systems. And we start to create a mode of reality of what we want. We start realizing that it comes from within. And we start moving through shedding those old school beliefs that are really hardwired. in, And that usually takes a very long time. Moving from level one to level two is is one of the harder points, I think, at least it was for me, because there was so much programming. There were so many things that were just hardwired in and even still I'm like I said dipping my toes into three maybe looking at four just a little bit at this point I still am from that transition of one to two I'm still trying to shed all of those old things still trying to leave behind some old beliefs some old patterns some old patterns of behavior and things that I've held on to it takes a while it really doesn't we have to be patient with ourselves through the whole thing but transcending this level two when we start to look at our belief systems. We just start to try to figure out what it is that we need to shed, that there even is something to shed. And we start navigating that new mode of living. Um, that's when we're really immersed in level two. And level two is where we realize that there is more to it all than what we had been living previously. So level one is what all of us at some point have been in unless you were very fortunate to be in one of the other stages right out of the gate, but I don't think many people do that. Level one is just living in that, that sort of natural culture that we were born into. Level two is realizing that that natural culture is anything but natural. That, that nurture state that we were told to do things our whole life doesn't necessarily need to be the way that things have to be. Then you're in level two. So now here we are, level three which this one is the reinvention of self. This is where we break from the model of level one mode of living. And we learn that things can shift in level two. That's the biggest point, I guess, summarizing level two is we just learn that things can shift. And the biggest stages of those shifts start from within. And in level three, we start to do that inner work that makes that happen. But before jumping into level three, I just want to mention a couple of quick things. And also just a quick reminder to jump on whatever platform you're listening on if they have comments or reviews available and drop one for Live This Life. Apple Podcasts is one of the best places where most of our listeners come from and we greatly appreciate any and all feedback that people leave and we will read them on the air as soon as they come in. Also, we're starting to add more content to the YouTube page and website as well, so check out livethislife.org as a place you can find both. Um usually the videos to the YouTube page are linked right on the homepage. Um, as well as where some of our new episodes come from, if you uh, listen to them on Anchor, you can find a bunch of our stuff. What what upcoming episodes might be on there as well, all that good stuff. So, level three is where we're transforming the self. We are starting to evolve or change, or even think of it as kind of like hacking consciousness itself, because really this is bigger than just Heath. This is bigger than just you. It's just it's bigger than Just one singular person. It's a collective mentality that we've all sort of fell into in this trap of humanity. We are always letting things on the outside determine our reality on the inside. And that's just the wrong recipe, the wrong way for us to use these universal laws. We see the cause of the outer world and we let it affect our lives. We let what's going on out there seep in, define what's going on inside of us. We react to it and that sort of defines our level of operating. But what we should be doing is we should be the cause inside of us of what's going to happen in the world. And we're watching how we affect that world, how we affect reality. We, at that point, need to realize that we can shape the world that we view when we shape what's going on inside of us and how we view ourselves. You know, when we get into the zone, um, if you're an athlete, if you're a painter, if you're a runner, if you're a writer, Anything you can really dial in on in a moment and you become completely immersed in it and you feel like it's just a flow state where things are just pouring from your being. That skill is just coming right out. You don't know where it comes from. That is an extraordinary place that is very hard to get to. But once you get seasoned enough, it's, it's just a small switch that just gets flipped and you end up there and everything can click for you at that point. Well, what if in this level three, we were able to get into that zone, not just like in a job or a moment or a task or a game or a moment in writing, but what about getting into that zone for our entire life? When we're in that zone, it's like we're unstoppable. You know, it's it's like if you ever experienced that that moment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you look at the greatest athletes, they get into that zone where they they've just they've practiced and worked for so long at the craft, and their brain just goes on cruise control and they just do whatever it is they've got to do on autopilot, but they've done it so many times that it's just second nature they don't have to think of it, and it just all of what their being is comes out in their performance. It comes from consistency well in this stage in this level, level three, we realize that in the right state, in the right mindset, our lives can be shifted to that zone, not just the moment. Not just the task that we're doing, but our entire life can shift into that zone. And obviously it's much harder than doing it in the moment because it has to be sustained, right? I mean, it's not just for a short period of time like finishing a canvas you know, or finishing composing a song that you're on. You're just in that zone. It's a sustained process and that is really hard. It takes a lot of conditioning. That would be like an athlete literally being in the zone every time they step on a field. Well, to get there, the first step of it all is we have to define what we want in our lives. We have to literally spell it all out and define it because otherwise we're letting what has happened in the past define it. So we have to put the brakes on and we have to paint a complete picture of what we want our lives to look at. We talk about it all the time, like that, that like attracts like. It's one of the universal laws, law of attraction. We have to match a state of feeling inside that we want out there. But when we realize that there is no out there, out there, that what happens out there is a reflection of what happens inside, in there. So if we know what it is we want to have show up out there, and we can clearly define it, we will have it show up for us. So really, step one is to define a life of what we want and shed the BS, the belief system, that our life has to be the way that we were told they have to be. Go to school, get a job, um, Get a job you don't like most of the time. Get married. Have kids because that's the way it's supposed to be. Shed all of that. Not just those things, but everything that you've been told and start to define it yourself. All that level one stuff has got to be let go. You're on to level three at this point. At this place, you define it. Those voices, all the many, many voices that you've had throughout your entire lifetime, whether they're coming from the outside or coming from inside, you need to shut all of those voices down and you need to override it with a new voice, the one that comes up from inside of you. What does that sound like to you? Well, you have to define what that's going to sound like and what it's going to say. You create the script of your life. The metaphor that I've used many, many times is like the our lives are like a book and you are the main character of that book. Well, when someone else is reading the words of what happens to that character, that's really of sort of what, level one is all about. And when you realize there is a book, that's level two. When you realize that you're the author of this book that you've discovered and you can give the whole story a brand new meaning and write everything going forward, that's where we are right now in level three. So one important way to do this is by setting goals. Goal setting is great. Um, This is exactly what I said in my conversation with this man. Um, You know, how am I actively moving on things in my life? What am I actively creating on the world outside? What am I doing in this level three? Um, because that's where I said I perceived myself to be, but I really wasn't fully there. I think at that point, um, what was I doing to, to prove that I was in level three? Well, I'm setting goals. Well, what does that actually mean? And I guess I really didn't realize what goals should actually reflect. I think that maybe is one of the reasons why it's taken me so long to to write this section, to write, to write this, um, to record this, this level of where I'm at. Because I don't think I was fully into level three myself. And I probably won't move on to level four until I'm really secure that I'm into that place and I'm understanding what it's all about and I'm actively doing it. I'm actually practicing what I preach. So when I said in that conversation that I'm setting goals and moving on level three, what I learned about that is sometimes you can just get lost in just that narrative as well. You set these goals and you focus so much of them that you don't realize that the end goal, the thing that you really thought you were moving toward has become sort of a second class priority that these little goals get in your way and they constantly do and you get lost in that trap. What's the real end goal for you? And I, I guess that's where I had to put the brakes on things and listen to this advice and take that in. What was the end goal? What did I ultimately want at the end? So to find that, you have to identify what really deep inside makes your heart sing. What are the things you want? And what are the things that you tell yourself that you can't have? I had to really think about this one. And when I had trouble defining it, I was asked three important things, come up with three important things to determine what my ultimate goals were. And I remember these, and I suggest you write these things down too, because this had helped me leaps and bounds since this conversation. So I guess number one of determining what it is you want, and it doesn't have to just be one thing, it'd be a laundry list of things, and mine was. Number one is, how do you want to be better in the world and contribute, if at all? I mean, really, some people don't. They want to just live a private life and not contribute to really anything but their own happiness. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But that could be one of your answers. So number one is, how do you want to better the world and contribute? Number two, what are the most meaningful experiences you want to have in your life? Where are the places you want to go? Where are the places you want to be? Who are the people you want to be around? What experiences do you want? And then number three, what are the areas of your life that you want to grow the most? The places that you feel like you're lacking, the places you definitely want to add some skill sets to. So write down all those things and maybe make three columns. That's what I did, was put the the title of these three, three, three things up in the top of these columns. And I actually kind of broke them down into this, grow, go, and give. So where do I want to grow? What areas of my life do I want to grow? And I just listed them out in that column. And then the middle column, I had Go. Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What places do I want to see and experience? What experiences do I want to have in my life? That was my go. And the last one was give. What is it that I want to give to the world? Where do you want to grow? Where do you want to go? And where do you want to give? And when these things are on paper, you're really defining them for your life. You start to focus on them and you start to sharpen what that vision looks like. And write them in pencil because they may change often. Or if you type them, perfect. You can go back and change them. But don't get stuck in that cycle either of constantly redefining them. Or or maybe do. I mean, you keep changing them until they fully resonate with who you are and what you feel like. But sometimes we get in that trap of constantly redefining things for ourselves. And we get that sort of ADD thing where we're like, ooh, this new thing is something I want to dive on. And this new thing is something I want to dive on. Those things are fine, but you just can't expect that if you keep starting over, you're going to make it to that ultimate end goal. And that's kind of where I was falling into a trap as well. So work on that definition list and eventually you will start to get inspirations of things that really might inspire you to move. And in some time, you might actually come up with an action plan, little things that might pop up in front of you that gets you toward one of the goals on that list but whatever those things are, get them on there, revisit them, look at them daily, and then just go with it. If something comes up, go with it. If you're inspired to act, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, just go with it. Because that growth edge is the most valuable part. That uncomfortable part is the most valuable part. It's like using a muscle that you don't use often. And like said, let's say you're not used to being a mountain climber, you don't walk up steep hills and stuff. Um, that's the one I'm most familiar with because I live on this horrendously tall mountain. No matter how much I climb it, the legs still burn every time I have to go up into the woods and do something. Um, those muscles that you don't use often, they burn in the first few steps that you start taking that, that walk. And you're going to get something that's sort of metaphoric to that burn. The first few times you try to move on something that's on those lists, especially if it's uncomfortable, You're going to get kind of that that fearful burn of like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or come up with excuses why you're going to talk yourself out of it. Do it anyways. Don't let the fear stop you. Don't let the uncomfortable feeling stop you. If it won't kill you, then do it. The more you do it and the more you take that step, the more you're going to take that step in other situations. You're going to get better at it. But with any skill, you have to keep on Practicing it. Ultimately, you can get in the zone. How do you think those great athletes got where they were? Repetition. Practice. Well, this is a practice. Moving on the things that are uncomfortable because those are often the most valuable things we can add to our life. Moving on those without a second thought. That's the same thing as someone who plays basketball, just practicing their craft, dribbling, shooting, ball movement, all of it. It's the same exact thing. And you'll get into that repetition. And next thing you know, when you're inspired to do something, that fear doesn't exist. And that's when things start to come to you faster. You see someone, say you go to a seminar and you happen to bump into one of the keynote speakers in the hallway or in the restroom, and that fear that says, you know, don't say anything, you know, don't 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 put yourself out there and talk to this person. If you do and something comes out of that conversation and that person remembers you, or something just happens with that, just imagine that connection that you made that you might not have other made, may not have otherwise made because of fear, those little things you can step into may actually start to shift and change your life in huge ways. I can almost guarantee they will. But really, these levels of consciousness, they you would think they would be something huge and profound. And I think people overthink a lot of this process. And just like a lot of skills that we did not know at one point, and we start to move and learn some of these new skills... We can't really picture life and what life looked like before we knew the skill. It's almost like we knew it our whole life. I mean, do you remember a time before you knew how to ride a bike, if you know how to ride a bike? It's kind of hard to unlearn. It's something you just always have. And just like I said about the the Monet paintings earlier on, I used to talk about that a lot. But in part of my previous career, I had worked in, in art museums. I did some art crime investigation. I picked up a lot of cool things along the way. Um, Just being in those areas, just learn through osmosis. And with uh, Monet, in some of his earlier paintings, they were very colorful, very defined paintings. And then as the years went on, the colors got a little more drab. They got a little more gray. And then people even thought that they looked a little abstract. He would paint a painting in two different colors, one really bright reds and yellows, and the other would be a bluish, grayish, purplish kind of drab kind of color. Well, that's because he had cataracts. And when he had surgery to remove the cataract, first of all, the cataracts caused that gray, cloudy, sort of bluish, purplish, wispy looking um, texture on his paintings. Because he painted not what he thought people or not what he thought a scene was looking like or what people wanted to see. He painted it exactly how he saw it. So he saw it foggy. And then he got surgery on one of his eyes. And it messed up his field of vision, his color spectrum. So one of his eyes, if he covered one, he could look at like maybe a house and it would be painted in these these really abstract kind of colors. And then if he went to the other eye that still had cataract, it would look bluish and purple. So he started later on in his life to paint two of the same exact paintings just with one eye closed. So now if you ever go to a museum, you go to an exhibit, and you look at Monet paintings or you just Google a uh, an image on, on Claude Monet's paintings, you'll see some of his very beautiful, highly defined paintings, very colorful, sharp images. And then you'll see how some of them may have these strange reddish abstract colors. And then you'll see some that are gray and washed out. You'll know this about Monet going forward. Now, anytime you see one of his paintings, it's something you can't really unsee anymore. Same with riding a bike, but the same with some of these skills as well. When you realize that you have developed some of these skills You'll kind of wonder to yourself, why didn't I know this all along? You know, this seems so simple. It seems so simple to say that I don't have to believe a life path just because someone told me that's the way it's supposed to be, just because a society accepts it to to be a certain way that that's the way it's got to be. And to change that, all you have to do is change your inner state and define what you want your life to look like. Don't let the previous narratives of the past and the voices of the past define what your future is going to be put the brakes on, define what you want it to be, and then really line up with it, visit it, look at it, define those lists, redefine those lists, and then move on the things that are on those lists when they come up, no matter how uncomfortable they are. And you'll start to notice that you start shifting from level three into level four, where you're actively changing the reality around you. And we'll get into that level four, in the next time we visit this subject, hopefully, which won't be for that long. Like I said, I'm going to wait until I move in a bit more so I can speak from more of a place of experience. Um, I'm following this recipe and I'm noticing that it's working. And again, you know, I love mending science and spirituality. And when you do, you'll notice that the repeated concepts are put into experiment. And time and time again, the results are the same. So, what does that mean? You follow the recipe and you get. The same result. You follow a recipe to bake a cake, you get a cake. You're going to follow these recipes as well. And if you do, you follow it the way that it says. Likely good things are going to come as things progress. When you've changed your inner state, you've aligned with what makes your heart sing. And you'll notice that when that happens, you'll align with the people and the places that resonate with you and your goals. And your outer world is going to start to shift and change. And that's when you know you're moved from level three to the next one. But again, work through these as much and as many times as it takes, as as much as you have to. But the most important part is at the ending parts of level three, take that inspired action. You have to take action. And that's one of the biggest errors that comes out in these law of attraction circles and talking about all this metaphysical stuff and these spiritual concepts You can't just wait for someone to come and drop on it. The law of attraction doesn't drive a big brown box truck and deliver your wishes on your doorstep just because you're thinking of them. You have to take some inspired action. For that package to show up, you've got to have the funds. You've got to place the order and you've got to have it come there. Well, the funds is getting that feeling. Placing the order is defining what you want. And hitting the confirm order button is taking the inspired action on your life. So if you do those things, next thing you know, that might be showing up on your doorstep sooner than you realized. And I realize I'm preaching to the choir here because of that old saying, we best teach what we need to learn. And I'm teaching this stuff because I feel like I'm at the ending stages of level three myself right now, moving on to level four. And I feel like maybe even time to time, I'm dipping my toes into level four and I'm seeing things change in my outer world. I'm kind of consciously creating some things in my own reality at the moment. But this, this conversation, all the things we've discussed on this is, again just a conversation that I had months ago. And luckily when I left the driveway after that conversation, I went around the block and I just started throwing notes down as fast as I could. Um, I could even barely read what I wrote later on because I was just trying to get it all out before something distracted me and I forgot something. Um, Luckily I got one of those crazy brains where things just tend to stick when I'm dialed into an experience. And I was so focused on every word that came out of this conversation. It was uh, an amazing, amazing experience. Glad I didn't blow it off. Glad I didn't listen to the fear of things. Say I was going to do it later on, um, just dove right into it. I think one of the biggest battles for me at this point is now I need to take everything that I've learned from this conversation, the thing I'm talking about on this podcast, and get it stuck into a practice and not just have it be a philosophy. It is my absolute 100% way of operating. And that, that old school way of level one stuff is completely overridden with this new stuff. My new level one is going to become all the things that I'm defining. But I hope you've got something out of this. I hope it makes some sense. I feel like just knowing these things lets us dive deeper into them. Like I mentioned in the last episode about the universal laws, just knowing the laws helps us know how to operate through them. Knowing of them helps us navigate them a little bit better. And the same with these levels of consciousness manifestation. All right. So hopefully this one will give you a little bit of inspiration to take some flight and level up on these concepts. And that gets us right into the song that I am going to wrap this song, this episode up with. And this one is one by soul rising. This song is called take flight off of the 2019 album dreamer. Right, everyone keep living. Thanks for listening. And if you're interested with chatting with me about being featured on an episode, looking for life coaching or want to book me to join in on a group call or presentation on a subject that we cover on the show, you can head on over to the Calendly page for the podcast. You can find it at calendly.com forward slash live this life. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com
0: forward slash
1: live this life.